The 2017 congressional session is underway in Washington, and House and Senate members are discussing possible changes to the federal tax code. Some of the changes may benefit farmers and ranchers, while others will not. A special workshop was conducted at the American Farm Bureau Annual Convention in Phoenix this week to inform farmers and ranchers in attendance about what to expect. In this conversation, Arkansas Farm Bureau's Rob Anderson speaks with Brennis Craddock, a CPA and staff member of Tennessee Farm Bureau, and Pat Wolf, Senior Director of Congressional Relations with the American Farm Bureau Federation. You guys just gave a presentation, uh, tax code changes that could impact your bottom line. Uh, really wanted to just talk to you for a second about you know, some of the key takeaways for farmers out there, farmers of all sizes. Uh, I'll start with you, Patricia, on the uh, – can you give us a little background on Farm Bureau Federation's positions on, on tax law in general? I guess the key, key pieces of that. Congress wants to rewrite the entire tax code and the – short slogan is we're going to broaden the base and lower the rate. Uh, key for Farm Bureau is what do we give up for that lower rate, and in the end, will farmers pay more or less taxes? Some of the things that are on the table are whether or not uh, we repeal the estate taxes, do capital gains tax rates go up and down, um, how quickly can farmers expense the products that they buy to run their operations, whether they can keep cash accounting, and how Congress plugs in those issues into this new tax reform proposal will determine whether it's a tax increase or decrease for farmers. And a lot is up in the air still at this point, I'm assuming. What are some of the, and this could be either one of you, what are some of the key things that farmers need to pay attention to as we move into this new congressional session, as we have a new president taking office? What do they really need to be watching out for? I would say the number one issue that uh, farmers really need to pay attention to is, is we're hearing the buzzword repeal estate the estate tax. And that really sounds good to most everyone anytime you repeal a tax. But they've got some things tied into this potentially, such as losing stepped-up basis. And for our farming community, that can be very, very important uh, as to moving that stepped-up basis along, uh, which could potentially affect gift taxes and tying capital gains taxes into that. So we may just be substituting one kind of tax for another if we don't monitor this very, very closely. Do you have anything to, to add to that, Patricia, at least from a Farm Bureau Federation perspective, of what, what you guys are going to be watching closely? Farm Bureau will be watching what happens with the estate tax, uh, we'll, and that includes whether or not we keep stepped-up basis and whether – Death is taxed as a capital gain sale. Uh, That's really big ones. We're going to be watching for what happens with cash accounting. Will farmers be able to keep that? Uh, Will like-kind exchange rules stay on the books, or will they go? Uh, That's a huge impact on agriculture, and we, we need to watch that. And again, we're going to be watching what they do with the rates, because if they lower the rates but they take away all farm deductions, it could actually mean that farmers will be paying more. So the trade-offs have to come out with farmers ahead for Farm Bureau to support a proposal. And obviously, you know, I think you mentioned this in your presentation, anything that Congress does right now, it's not going to be there's no immediate changes, you know, this would be something on the horizon. Is there anything 
in the immediate future that farmers need to do, whether it's call their legislators or anything, but what, what are the, the key things that they can do right now? I think one of the main things is, is just monitoring, uh, and that's kind of what Pat was talking about today, is monitor these changes, make sure of what's going on out there, uh, because I've had a lot of people ask me, uh, should we defer income? What should we have done? Of course, we're into 2017 now, so those opportunities are very limited. But back in 2016, and what you just have to say is it's too much up in the air right now. Uh, I like to say that uh, your tax practitioners are still working on 15 returns. The IRS is still auditing 2014 returns. We're just finishing up 2016, and we're talking about 2017 law and beyond. So don't get confused with, again, with the buzzwords of what is going on. Monitor it and uh, pay attention. When, when Farm Bureau needs people to reach out and to contact their congressmen and their legislators, they really need to do it because it's, it's going to move pretty quick, we think, in the tax community. And I'm not sure if Pat would agree with that or not, but from the tax community, uh, we're, we're worried about how quick it will move and how these changes might impact us. Even though it might take a couple of years to get tax laws through Congress and signed by the president, people are making up their minds about certain provisions now. So uh, we encourage any time a farmer hears that Congress is thinking about what happens with cash accounting, that they pick up the phone and they tell their member of Congress now so that the ball doesn't get so far down the road that we can't fix anything that's wrong. I know going through the, the different potential changes, there was something that would affect the way people, if they were investing in equipment, you know, what they would be able to do there. Is that something, if I'm considering major investments in some equipment, is that something I, w I should do under the way the law is structured now? Or is that wait, wait and see, we, you know, we don't know where this is going to go? Oh, I, I think we really have to watch that one very closely. Again, what's kind of on the books is uh, the Section 179 that we've worked so hard to get to the $500,000 limitation. Uh, just uh, seems like a few short years ago it was $17,500. Well, we've kind of got settled out with it, and it's been that way for two years now. And it, and it was put in as a permanent tax law, and permanent means until they change it. So this permanent tax law that we thought we had something to plan on is now being brought up as something where that uh, 179 expensing would go away. And I believe I'll let Pat address the, the fact that what they're proposing is that the there would be an unlimited deduction. In other words, everything you buy would move forward. But I'll let Pat address that a little bit. Well, my advice to farmers is that you need to always watch what's being considered, but you should never assume that it's going to happen and that you need to act based on uh, current tax law, but keep an eye out for what might change because Washington can change in a minute and go a different direction. And to try to outguess Congress is a, is a really futile thing to try to do. One kind of buzzword that I, that I like to go through is that uh, Congress envisions tax law as being one thing. The IRS is going to interpret it a different way. The media will produce it and publicize it a total third way. The, uh, our farm client is going to in, look at it how they want it to be, and then when it gets done, it's probably going to be something different from all of that. So be very, very careful with what you're seeing and hearing, and make sure you go to a good source to find out what it really means for you. All right. Well, I want to thank you both for your time today. I appreciate that.